0: listening to Acton Mill,
1: broadcasting from the beautiful South no Hello, dear listeners, welcome to another edition of Achtung Mill. This one is being recorded in the heat, the afterglow, post-ecstasy of, of that one-all drawer at West Bromwich Albion today. Joining me as a fellow um, internet streamer, Ryan
0: Loftus. Ryan, how are you, mate? You can't be using my real name after that sentence. I'll have the police knocking around <laughs> soon. <laughs>
1: We have the EFL Stasi on our case, won't we? The pair of us. Um one West Brom won Millwall one. Um, I p- just posted performance of the season. Is that overcooking it for you, Ryan, after
0: that? Um not it, it depends. I think it's a very different performance. It's an odd one with Millwall, where where we're in that kind of middle ranking, we will we'll have two types of performances. I think defensively, um, very solid. Yeah. Um, obviously we countered, we didn't counter super well. We weren't super efficient in it, but I'm sure we'll get onto that later. But um a very good result to come away with and the sort of good mill feeling, you know, normally you'd you'd get that feeling after a one-nil win, but it does seem like a, a big result, especially I, I think after playing another one of the big sides of Fulham and being so comprehensively beaten.
1: Yeah. Even I mean, if it like
0: was just two one, that, that one all feels good.
1: We were just saying off air, listeners, um, this didn't feel like a Fulham. I mean, it's a draw, of course, and, and it could have gone either way, really. I think the game was was an open game in in all honesty. Um, but West Brom came into the into the match kind of highly rated around the, the internet scene, and you know, a lot of references to their Premier League, ex-Premier League status, and the fact they've retained the the, the bones of that squad and how expensively assembled it is, and all, all the usual things that we have to contend with. But I and I thought they were good. But they weren't that good. They weren't a Fulham, in my opinion. They didn't look like the next level. Playing a game that we couldn't hope to aspire to. I thought we matched them for large periods of the
0: game, especially in that second half. Yeah, well, I think it was it was a really good, well-executed game plan. Um, yeah, West Brom are, I think, slightly different to to the likes of Fulham in that they're not with Blair and Ishmael. You know, people would have seen him at, at Barnsley when they got to the playoffs last season. He's he's very much a uh, heavy intensity. You know, high pressing, knocking. Yeah, it you lost can see that today. Direct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's they're still finding their feet. Obviously, with uh, he's he played at a smaller team or managed at a smaller team at Barnsley, where you kind of play on the counter a bit more with getting a team to play on the front foot, which they've done all right so yeah. far. It's normally quite end to end, but the first forty-five minutes—I mean, the whole first forty-five minutes—was just a, an exercise in shit Really, just completely, <laughs> we were just completely killing the game, not letting them flow, not not really looking to score, to be honest. Other than the pull back pass where Jed maybe could have finished, but I thought that was a harder chance than some of the other ones we had later. Um, yeah, we really didn't let him get anything. And, and a brilliant penalty save to end the half from Bart. I mean, if, if that had gone in, I think it would have been very, very, very harsh for Mill to go in 1-0 down.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looked like, um, in real time, I thought, well, that, that looked like a penalty. Um, and I, I wonder whether it would be given. And lo and behold, it was kind of a left-sided move by West Brom. And I think it was the their winger got clipped. I think maybe Murray might have caught him. Um, and he's gone over and the referee's given the penalty. And as you say, I thought if we go in one behind, then that would have felt like an injustice because, yes, it was um, shithouse as you as you rightly describe it. But, you know, given the amount of, um, I mean, people were talking about us getting stuffed out of sight coming into this game and I was kind of half expecting to see at least two or three goals. And, you know, um, and we've got in with, um, we should have got in at nil-nil and then the penalty gets given and the expectation is they're going to score, and you're going to come in behind as you, you know, as as you might have expected on the, on, on the way up to um to Birmingham. But it was a fantastic Bart Bielkowski save. It actually, it was a well struck penalty off to the left, I think, as the as the striker was hitting it, and he got across well to to bat it away. And that was that was a real lift, wasn't it, at that moment?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think um going going into the second half, was an odd one. Actually, you say it was a lift, and we conceded within a couple of minutes to the second half. So we did. Yeah, it was um. It was no, it's a very big moment, you know. but I mean, the, the biggest save I think was that one later on in the second half where he just cut out the cross. Where yeah. you know, if he'd have missed it, there would have been a tap in for yeah. They had, they had like an open goal that goal. That was a yeah. that was a fantastic save. I mean, we're so used to it. Obviously, penalties are a slightly different equation, but they do they do generally help lift a team. And you know, you do start get get the feeling that it's going to be your day when they happen. So, it um,
1: certainly lifted the mood in my front room when um, when he batted that away. I can tell you that much, listeners. Um, you're right. I mean, the, the first half was a strange one. It was it was it was probably the kind of away performance I want to see from a Millwall side. It wasn't against better opponents or high, more highly rated opponents, is a better way to put it. Um, I mean, also if you just look at the starting eleven, um, I mean, obviously a big surprise. Ryan was the um, the fact that Afobe is injured. I don't know what we. Mm-hmm. Must be like a meat grinder at, at Calmont Road, you know. Um something something that goes on there that um sends you walk in healthy and you come out on a on, on a stretcher. Um no so hence the, the the playing of Smith um alongside our new signing, Shea Ojo uh, and Jed. Ojo had a quiet first half, but I thought he really showed some of his potential in that second half. Real pace. And I I really liked what I saw in the second period from him.
0: Yeah, I, I did as well. I thought, you know, obviously his first game, he hasn't had much, much, obviously minutes or anything. Well, he's been looking for a club to go out on loan too. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's obviously going to take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. But I thought second half, I think it really shows the benefit of, it's a small difference, but playing that, you know, 5-2-3 rather than 5-3-2, having, you know, two wingers either side of a striker, I think if you've got two really fast wingers in, in Ojo and now Jed, yeah, I think it it makes you much more dangerous on the counter attack, and and as as West Brom were pushing for that goal, we had a lot of chances where it looked like a counter was on, and we we really lacked finishing touch, and I think that's what you know I tweeted about it during the game. There's that one golden chance that it ends up at the feet of Matt Smith, and he just completely messes it up, and that is the one thing where I think I think we really did miss a phobia today. if, if we had had him, we we really could have um, done some damage on the counter attack, I think, with with the three of those, which is an exciting prospect. Really going forward, you know, hopefully the injury isn't too serious. Rao hasn't done his press conference yet, as as we're speaking, so I'm sure we'll find out after the game how long he's out for. But hopefully it's a short one, and he'll be back in because the uh, the three of them together, I think, would be would be quite exciting.
1: I agree. I mean, I was just I just made a note to myself the you know, the the potential Ojo, Afobe, Jed front line or, or front three however you want to put it is as you say rightly genuinely exciting um I mean Matt Smith will give you Matt Smith and, and pace is not his strongest suit mm. he does bring that physical presence which I, I think actually um up in its funny way upset the, the West Brom defence they, they didn't look solid I mean they, they looked they looked good going forwards and you can see the high press and how it would on a different day would have been um you know better for them and they had their chances across the 90 minutes but they they are not unbeatable are they that you can get at them and we got at them today and I think that's what really pleased me because in a um a fairly drab season so far first five games have been fairly so so that's really pleasing that that shows me all spirit that's something I started to wonder whether it was still there in this in this squad and and yes listeners I can report it is there because that that performance overall despite only being a draw at the, the Hawthorn's showed me what Mill was all about and that's what I want to see when I, when I follow the Lions.
0: Yeah definitely a lot of determination about it a lot of kind of last-ditch defending that that went well a lot of hard work which is you know what fans want to see I thought Matt Smith you know obviously other than other than being involved in a couple breakdowns but no one had a massively impressive game attacking he, he actually played pretty well I thought um it's an interesting one you say you know he'll give you Matt Smith it, for that first half you know the role he's playing there is quite crucial where he will win fouls and give away fouls around yeah. about the halfway in equal line. Measure. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that just sucked the energy out of the game, you know, and and he is good for that. And I think maybe his presence is what put pressure on their their defense. Obviously, they played those couple back passes a bit short. That I think I think Jed's one was a little bit harder chance um, given the angle, but Ojo, I mean, really probably probably should have put his away in the second half. He should have um, done. At, at yeah. Arnold, yeah, which yeah. is a shame, but. And Murray Wallace had that great chance from, I think it was a free kick or a flip, flip on yeah. cross. Yeah, poke that across the really goal. Have showed, should have yeah. scored. Overall, I think we probably had the best chances overall, um, which is interesting. It's a weird one where if we'd had gone 2-1 up, you know, you imagine West Brom might have thrown a bit more and it could have been a different result. But it's classic Millwall in terms of not taking our chances, but not classic Millwall in terms of throwing it away towards the end. So anyone, I think, would have been happy with the point going into this one. So to come away with one, one's a pretty good way to, uh, to go into kind of a next run of fixtures where we have more games that look winnable.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, just looking at the goal to concede, I thought it was a soft goal. I mean, having just come in um, off of that penalty save, I mean, to to concede a goal within two minutes, three minutes maybe, after the break, mm. um, slack defending from a left-sided cross I've written down. as Again, a free header inside the box. They had numbers forward, didn't they, West Brom?
0: It yeah, all, all, all it's, it's, it, it really reminded me of the... I think first or second Aidan and flip one against Cardiff and it's it's getting quite yeah, frustrating yeah. that those sort of goals are going in against us where I think it was shortly after a corner you know it's not straight from a corner but they have still got bodies forward it gets recycled out to to Townsend he puts in the cross and I think he gets between between Smith and and Cooper I think it is and just a relatively simple header you know kind of out of Bart's reach nothing he can do about it but no. exactly what was happening with with against Cardiff and with the height that we've got it's such a sloppy goal to give away and yeah, i, I yeah. worried when it went in that it would take the wind out of our sails, but we responded really well. I mean, straight on the front foot after that. Whereas, you know, in the Cardiff game when we went 1-0 down and in the Fulham game as well, when we went 1-0 down, we we didn't re- react. So it's I think it's good that two games in a row now, obviously against Blackpool, we came back to get the win and against a better side today in uh, in West Brom, we came back to get a draw and could have gone on to win. Those are the, the sorts of positive signs that that we're starting to see. It's just about now making advantage of the pressure we have, or or going in front. You know, first off,
1: absolutely. I mean, that, so that was one nil on forty seven, maybe forty eight minutes. Um, we, you know, to get ourselves back in the game so soon was um, pleasing as well, right? I mean, Ballard—he um, he looks like a giant of a boy, this boy Ballard. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he must have been fed on—shredded wheats and um, meat pies. I don't know what his family have fed him, but he looks like a real Millwall centre half of the old school and i just loved his goal celebration there was a um a, a crossing from the i think it was from the right jed wasn't it put the ball into the yeah into the area and he headed home from close and he just went into the crowd and i thought that was wonderful to see real connections now it's, it feels nice to be able to feel that kind of vibe amongst the players
0: yeah definitely i, I really like ballard i think he's probably been our best player this season so far um, you know, probably other than um, other than Jed Wallace who put the ball in for him, but from a disp- defensive aspect, definitely he looks like a, a top level player for us. He does He's really he in does as yeah. well. Yeah. But he, you know, he got his he got his first Northern Ireland goal in the international break as well, um, and celebrated. You know, similarly with that. So he he really wears his heart on his sleeve, and, and to go in and score that goal, um, you know, get the result and celebrate like that, jumping into the crowd is is a really good thing to see, even if it is a lone player doing it. I think Jason Malumbi seemed to have a similar. Connection with the crowd, yeah, you know, with, with getting it up, and, and Millwall fans just love that, even at the cost of a yellow for, for over celebration. Yeah, but it's but you know, that, that's what happens, <laughs> that's, that's what that's what people like. Um, it's yeah. early days yet, yeah, but hopefully, you know, you don't know what his future will be with Arsenal, you know. So, so if the season goes well, hopefully, we can always keep him around, but um, but we can definitely enjoy him for the season. We've got him, he's going to be a, a big, a big important player for us, I think.
1: Agree, and that, that was great to see. Um, and then as you say, Ojo. Um, really should have scored. He was put through on the on the right side of the penalty area. Um, and I think the rebound was put over by, by Scott, uh, Scott Malone. I think he headed over, didn't he? As, as yeah. it came, came clear, two, two chances. I think the Malone chance was much harder, but Ojo really should have buried that. Um, I've said already, I really like the look of this boy and uh, it's great at last to see... I mean, we've had Jed who's got pace, but Ojo looks like he's got proper pace and that's, that's really pleasing to see in a Mill shirt. I thought he did well today, although the first half probably was quieter than he might have might have wanted. Um, I want to mention yeah. Keifden Beld as well,
0: um, Ryan. Cause I thought he did well in midfield today. Yeah, he did. I think um, he's he's a good player, Keifden Beld. He's he's mature. You know, I'm, I'm I'm undecided on him. I think in in good games he's he's good, and in bad games he's pretty bad. So he's one of those. But yeah, he does win the ball back repeatedly really well. Um he can miss tackles. I wasn't sure if it was him who gave away the penalty or Barry Wallace. I didn't couldn't quite work it I out. I couldn't tell
1: the, the 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 shot was too long for you to see any details. But no
0: he's he's a he is an important player. I think he he can sometimes kind of burden his midfield partner with quite a bit of work. Yeah. But in t- in a game like that, he's exactly who you'd want who can Kind of, you know, he doesn't have to do anything fancy. Just kind of win the ball back, get it forward, and and he was actually better, I think, in the final third today. Not necessarily creating chance or anything, but just, you know, beating a man and and kind of driving it forward a little bit just to take pressure off. So I thought he did well. And um, on Ojo as well, I think having that, you know, he, he is obviously rusty. I think maybe in a bit a bit of form or a few games behind him, he'd probably take that chance. But in a game like today, it's quite a hard one for a winger to come into. You know, where yeah. it's going to be mainly a defensive job. You're not going to get the ball much. So. He has to really be on it when when he does get the ball. So in games where we have a bit more of the ball and he can show himself, or he can do a bit more, hopefully he'll, he'll show something more.
1: Absolutely, um, few—I mean, there's a few melees in there in our penalty area towards the end of the game. Um, on another day, one of those balls might have gone in there, but today they didn't. Listen, there's a late, late chance in the in the um, added time after the ninety. Um, West Brom shot wide. Um, and we did well to 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 get through that. And I think it's you know overall it's a good point. We all would have taken the point as you've said already, Ryan, at the start of proceedings. But it feels like um, possibly. I mean, we've got another um, hardish away game in the week at Swansea. But it feels like that was that was a turning point. Possibly. That's, uh, am I am I getting overexcited again? You know, I get I tend to have a, a tendency to get overexcited, Ryan. Don't I?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's overexcited. I mean. I do like the fact that six games in, we have drawn three of them, one all. So we're very much on track for a Gary Rowell at Millwall season. But, um, <laughs> but no, it, I don't think it's wrong to get overexcited, maybe a bit far, but on back on track is maybe where I'd put it, where, you know, six points from six games, I mean, it's bang on where Millwall should be, given our, our draw record. So, yeah. you know, I, th- I think we we are going into a decent run. Coventry, people, people, Coventry obviously the game after Swansea, um, people saying it should be a, a good home game to win. You know, Coventry started quite well. Swansea is looking winnable, but, um, yeah. you know, winnable games are never necessarily Millwall's favourites. So that that might be a game to decide whether or not it's a turning point because um, we can always battle a point off of a, a better team. Normally it's, it's killing off smaller teams or, or, you know, teams who are performing worse that we sometimes struggle with. So if we can follow this up with three points midweek, you know, if we can come out of this week with, five or seven points. Yeah. Then I think you you can start to be optimistic again and and start to kind of rethink about okay, we are actually on for the playoffs potentially this season if we can find a bit of form. Obviously injuries at the moment are not ideal. No, um, no, you know, phobia, no. Phoby, it it's a real it'll be a really big shame if his injury is is long. Obviously the listener will probably will know how long is it he's gonna be out for when they hear this. We don't at the moment, but no I'm hoping it's just a small knock. It's always a uh, concerning one when they happen over the international break because you don't hear anything, you don't see any injuries. So, you know, if it's a torn hamstring in training like Tyler Bury got last week for Hartlepool, you know, and he's out for the season, it's a, it's a nightmare. So yeah. if he can come back in the side, I think if playing that exact team with a phobia in it, um away to Swansea, we can definitely hit them on the break. You know, they will be a team that they'll still look to hold the ball quite well. Um, So hopefully this is the start of, of a little bit of form.
1: Good stuff. I feel a little bit more optimistic, dear listeners. Big thank you to Ryan for taking time out of his evening straight after the game. This is how raw we we record, listeners. Big thank you, Ryan. Have a good evening to you, mate.
0: You too, Nick. Anytime. Achtung, Mailball.
1: Welcome back after the break, dear listeners. Big thank you to Ryan for taking time out of his Saturday evening to speak to me. And we are recording this very much hot and heavy straight after the game. So I've just taken the chance to put together one or two reactions from the internet for that fine, for me, a fine away point there, there, dear listeners. Um, Gary Rowett speaking to Alex Grace of the South London Press or London News Online um, was frustrated with referee Andy Warmer's decision to award West Brom a penalty in the first half. Poor referee overall. I thought he was, um, in fact, the commentary today mentioned him blowing up on one or two occasions when, you know, a better referee would have let the game flow. I think both sides would say that he was not a great referee. Um, one thing that did stand out for me, which I didn't mention to Ryan, was West Brom, an attractive team and an unattractive style. I, Fulham impressed me in a way that West Brom didn't, dear listeners. And I, I, I can only put that down to a slight um, sense of, Premier League X entitlement. They are. They had that kind of um, falling over, clutching their face, surrounding them for a referee. There was a yellow card in the first half, which was basically given because the referee lacked spine and had two or three West Brom players surrounding him, calling for a yellow card. They had that kind of... Um, as I say, Premier League entitlements—probably the best way I can put it—unattractive. I found it. Gary Rowick speaking um, in the press conference didn't think that we we had a couple of pre- penalty shouts, which he didn't think were so. Uh, he does mention the poor goal. I, I think the one of the things that I found strangest about this this season has been our fragility in defence, and today was a typical example of Millwall. Giving away a silly goal, one that would have been dealt with um perhaps with the you know the missing Sean Hutchinson. I don't know. Um the defense did perform some heroics today. Murray Wallace and, ja- and Jake and Daniel Ballard each did their bit, but somehow they're just not communicating as a group at the moment. Well, no, not well enough, put it that way. And the goal was a consequence of that. Um a, a straightforward crossing from the from the left headed home, as as we said, speaking to Ryan. Um, so he mentions that himself. It must be an area that we need to improve on. I thought there was a lot that we could take out of today's game. A lot that was positive for me. Um, but also the usual story, the usual Mill story of areas to improve. Uh, Jake Sanders posting on Twitter. Uh, Journal, oh, Jake, we am going to have to get you back on the show soon, Jake. Um, great point for Mill, he says. Brilliant header by Ballard. But one of those... Wallace or Ojo chances of the second half must go in, says Jake. I've I've got to agree, Jake. We had some good chances to score uh, in the second half. Four points from um, the last two, isn't it? With something to build on, he says. Um, Outstanding reaction from Bart for the penalty. Uh, Jack Clark, also on Twitter, says a decent result against a team that will no doubt be right up there at the end of the season. I think they, they will. I think they're topping the table after that point. Today, dear listeners, we should have done better with the chances that we had, but I could easily have had a couple extra too. Ojo started slowly but grew into it on to Swansea, says Jack Clark. Um, the great, There's a great photo of uh, Dan Ballard celebrating after and just after he scored a goal on the, the official club Twitter feed. What a week this man's having, they, they're saying, and there's a great photo of him um, peeling away uh, to jump into the crowd, which would earn him a yellow, as we've said already, but Jesus, you've got to give the boy... His chance. Of joy is written across his face. Paul Llewellyn, big shout out to Paul Llewellyn. Proper away day, because QPR doesn't count, says Paul. Got a great photo of the Hawthorns. Funny ground. I've never liked the Hawthorns. Um proper away day, he says, since Nottingham Forest last March. And we're fucking loving it, he says. Bart the legend. Uh big shout out to Paul Llewellyn for that photo. Um, Robert Edge in reply to my post about um, performance of the season I still stand by that I think that was a real stirring Millwall showing today dear listeners and I know we didn't win and you know you'll always get someone coming back to you saying well you know how could it be that if, if we didn't win it um, Robert Edge rightly replying to me says you have to take your chances yes you do we had a couple of guilt edge chances that one for Ojo really should have been put away in late in the second half um, And he asks a question, a good question, actually. Why does it take going 1-0 down to make Millwall play attacking football? Play for, like this from the first minute, says Robert. And we are 123 up at half time. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, 123 goals in 45 minutes. Um, I take your point, Robert. I, I, and I like the uh, the hyperbole of that statement. I like that. Daniel Hill totally agrees that we played really well today. Uh, just a shame we couldn't score with those one-on-ones, he says. Right, so I, I, I do agree. Um, just one final point before I... Well, a couple of final points before I close out, dear listeners. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Adrian Whisson, um, our kit man, the club's kit man. He's been in for an operation. He was mentioned on the commentary today by Max. Um, big shout-out to Adrian. Um, had a, I think he's had a double lung transplant, did I did I, did I hear him say? um he's very well known adrian very well respected around the support everyone knows adrian and yeah i just want to i just want to add my um best wishes to him as he recovers from a clearly major major surgery so adrian whisson big shout out to you mate um and finally if i may dear listeners um i just want to mention tyler bury who has rejoined us from hartlepool where he's on loan who's, who's injured himself um a 12-week um, at minimum twelve weeks out of the game, a grade three tear on his hamstring, according to the club's um, um, medical team. Um, so big shout out to Tyler. Clearly, he's been to, uh, doing well in there in League Two up at Hartlepool, sc- uh, scoring goals and a player for Millwall of some some promise. And uh, let's hope he's back very very soon. So there we have it, dear listeners. Thank you for listening to this um, quick and dirty show. This is very much, um, you know, grab your toothbrush, get in the back of the car and shoot off for the night. Um, We'll book a motel on the road kind of show. Going to try and put another one of a similar ilk together midweek after the Swansea game. I'm not around for the Coventry one next week, so I'm going to try and do my best to get something out to you for next weekend. But um, we'll certainly be back midweek. Until then, dear listeners, big thank you to Ryan Thank you to you too for listening. And up the lions. I'm feeling good tonight. Arriva Dirty Millwall.
0: Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Bye for now.
0: Achtung, Achtung. Mehlball. Who do you want to watch? <coughs>